And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema. And I'm going to give you a plug for Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. disgusting. It's important to start this particular podcast off uh, with a disclaimer and then also uh, a reasoning as to why I chose this subject for an episode of cinema. So uh, let's go forward with that. First, I want to state that for decades, as, as long as basically television has been around, but particularly in the last 20, 25 years, uh, it's been important for the public to be able to weigh in and help solve uh, crimes, missing persons issues, and people on the run. And, and I, I can't think of uh, two better examples of this than uh, John Walsh's uh, America's Most Wanted and also Robert Stack's or NBC's uh, Unsolved Mysteries, which prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that public input is extremely important. And uh, so I'm not taking away from the impact that the public can have uh, on on a case and helping resolve something, even even reuniting people. They don't have to be murdered. Uh, they don't have to be you know under foul play or suspicious circumstances. Sometimes people have been separated at a young age, and the medium and and the viewers have definitely made a difference. The reason why I'm having this podcast episode today uh, is simply because um, it comes down to we are now shifting. See. Let me, let me go back a little bit here. We are shifting away from the ability to simply dispense information. And I'm not saying, look, they, they've said, uh, I'm sure John Walsh would agree as well as uh, the, the staff at Unsolved Mysteries that a lot of tips came in that they just didn't pan out or some of them were just, you know, fucking crazy. And I'll get to that in a little bit as well to the bullshit empaths and psychics and, and all that nonsense. So I'm, I'm not counting that in with this right now. Uh, however, we have now reached, uh, I think the Gabby Petito case has now shown us that we've reached a point of kind of interactive saturation in which people not only can contribute, and again, some of them have definitely contributed positively, and I'll get to that in a little bit. However, uh, the wackos, the wingnuts, and the all about me crowd have crowded the broadcast bandwidth and have really, in some ways, harmed things uh, rather than help them along. And there was a time 20, 30 years ago when, when a lot of these wingnuts, uh, they were relegated with their crackpot theories and such. Uh, they, they were relegated to AM radio at two o'clock in the morning, that kind of thing. But now everyone has an equal megaphone and platform. And this impedes things. Now, on the positive end, 
we can talk about coming up what this uh, case has done also for people that are not white blonde women. And I'm not here to do some type of woke episode. Uh, I think that these people have definitely called something that has definitely needed attention for a long, long time. And, And it kind of comes up pretty much every time one of these things happens. And the media bears a lot of responsibility for this too, because Uh, I want to start, maybe I should start with that part of it. And that is, you know, people of color have gone missing. Uh, The indigenous women, over 700 indigenous women have gone missing and no one cares. No one looks. Uh, It's not because no one cares. So let's, let's really look at this and analyze this first. It doesn't come down to that people don't care. I like to think that most people have good hearts and have consciences and, and really say, Oh man, that sucks. What can I do to help? I really do. Despite what the media wants to portray, I think most people, not all, but most people are pretty inherently good and they want to do the right thing. So let's get that out of the way first. But then we have this whole thing of what, what sells, uh, the old, uh, you know, if it, if it, uh, bleeds, it leads kind of thing. And so what we have are media constructs and what sells. What sells are pretty people that disappear. And the media knows this. What the media then does is when people have these call outs and say, why isn't anybody looking for this this young man who disappeared in uh, the Grand Canyon? And I'll get to all these missing people momentarily. And I'm inviting my fellow podcasters with true crime podcasts to really do something here and pick up the cases and analyze these people who have gone missing. And look for them as well, too, instead of Gabby Petito and now on the run, Brian Laundrie. But the media knows this works. We have a pretty face, uh, possibly she's hot, whatever it is. And you can just probably hear what they're saying in, in the uh, pitch rooms, the newsrooms, uh, the editor's stations. You know, this is going to work. So no, some people were right on on Twitter and on Instagram and such that if this person were overweight, if they were black, Hispanic, Chinese, it doesn't matter, Asian, whatever you want to do, if they were not fitting the attractive model that the media gets clicks, likes, and ratings for, well, then it just, it doesn't go. So I don't think that, I, I don't like to see this become a race issue. I don't think it is that. I think this comes down to an entertainment issue and a very cynical one at that, which is why I'm dedicating podcast episode time to this situation. I think the media bears an incredible brunt of the blame for missing white woman syndrome. I think they created it. I don't think it's a syndrome. I don't think it's something that affects most people. I think most people, whether this person that disappeared uh, or was found murdered is of color, of different, you know, religious, whatever, or doesn't fit the hot model uh, mode. I think most people want to help people. And I think they want to find these people, no matter what color they are, what sex they are, what they look like. I really do. The media is the one that fights back. And then what they do is they create these models and then they let them out there and then they stand back and go, yeah, isn't that a shame? That's awful. And and somebody did point out, for example, uh, Joy Reid, uh, you know, she was, you know, broadcasting recently about, you know, if, if these were people of color, whether male or female, uh, no one's looking for them. And, and a lot of people rightly pointed out, hey, lady, you have a major media platform. Why the hell aren't you doing it? 
and they are correct. It has nothing to do that she's homophobic or racist or misogynistic or a man-hater. It has nothing to do with any of that, I'm telling you. This is about what gets the ratings. So Joy Reid has a right to say what she says, but she's also part of the problem. You're part of this media establishment. And in the wake of this pandemic, in the wake of the Trump administration and the election of 2020 and all that we've seen, and now we're seeing uh, very strong evidence about a lab leak for the coronavirus, the media has created a lot of this pandemonium and nonsense. And I think with a podcast that is dedicated to entertainment, we need to look at the difference between entertainment and journalism because the lines have been long since blurred, but now it's creating really major problems. So I think a positive thing out of the Gabby Petito disappearance and and all this flap is that we are talking about these things and at least we're talking about them vocally. Now the question is, can we get something done? You can look at episode 36 of a previous podcast that I called It's All About Me or All About Me, uh, in which people make movie reviews, um, commenting on their entertainment, or the absolutely bizarre and, in my opinion, unstable obsession with athletics and sports, uh, to the point where, like I said, the word fan is a derivative of fanatic, which implies mental instability. And you have people always making it about them. Uh, I, I referred to this in episode 36. Please go back and listen to it. It'll give you a really nice foundation for the rest of this podcast in which people will make a review all about them. Oh, uh, Marmaduke uh, featured, you know, making fun of peanut allergies and nut allergies. Well, I have nut allergies. And here's my point. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your nut allergy. In fact, I have an allergy to nuts. The problem is they're all over fucking social media. That's the problem. I, I, I have no EpiPen to get rid of all of you. That's also the issue too. Uh, this morning, one of the major headlines, uh, the QAnon nut jobs uh, now believe that Gabby Petito's disappearance is all fake. It was engineered. Uh, Gabby Petito is alive. She never probably even existed. Uh, she is an actress portraying the role uh, to uh, center or I should say divert attention from centering on Biden's failures as president. Yeah, that's what it is, okay? And that we're tolerating this insanity and that this insanity is permeating into not only our everyday lives, but it's really starting to screw things up as well for the law enforcement agencies that are really trying to do something here. Now, we can get into all of that coming up. I know far more about the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie, situation than I really should. And it's not because I'm sitting all day uh, looking this stuff up and following it like I'm going to get to momentarily that some people are doing, but the fact that I can't escape it, whether it's on NBC Nightly News or it's trending or it's in a Twitter feed or it's on the front of Yahoo News with five, six, seven, eight, nine articles. Um, it's, it's saturated. This is part of the problem with this missing white woman syndrome. Again, not a syndrome, but rather an artificial construct created by the media. What scares me about some of this is the cynical attitude that a lot of people make this girl's disappearance and this boy's uh, fugitive run all about them. 
So let's separate some things first. Rightly so, there, there are some great memes and, and points out there about stop teaching your daughters to protect themselves, that they need to protect themselves from bad men. Start getting your boys to straighten their asses out. And that is correct. There, there is, I, I have no argument against that. However, the problem is, is that it leaches out into a chemotherapy kind of uh, treatment for the problem. And the problem with chemotherapy is, is it kills the good shit along with the bad. So when people start this toxic masculinity nonsense, the problem is, is that it lumps all men into this. All men are not rapists or domestic violence abusers. All men are not this. And then it creates another argument, another diversion away from the topic at hand. So we all really start breaking down into these uh, splintered kind of arguments that distract and take us away from the subject matter. Look, it's no different than what we have with the gun situation in this country. And, and again, we just had a drive-by bus shooting. And then we have kids being shot again at another school. And in Russia, they just had this problem. And although it's been predominantly thought of as an American problem, it is a global problem, as, as we know. And all you have to do is Google that. And look, it happens in a lot of places other than the United States. But it does seem to happen more here. It is more prevalent in the United States. But when we start trying to talk about the actual problem, it splinters and it goes into these bumper sticker kind of talks that go nowhere and, and they don't enhance uh, the solution for the problems at hand. So it immediately splinters into Second Amendment gun rights and it splinters into I have the right to this. And there are agendas and the right and the left and the red and the blue and the liberal and the conservative when no one's really looking at the real problem. And that is we have a mental health crisis as well. We have an economic crisis as well. We have a failing to cope crisis in this nation, whether it's anxiety, depression, mental illness. We are not talking about the real subjects that need addressing because if we do, then we offend some agenda-driven groups. So if we talk about mental health, you are disparaging people with mental issues. No, we are not. We are not trying to taint them. We are not trying to peg them. We are not trying to stereotype them. But anybody that is going to take a weapon into a school and open fire on people or into public and do this, don't tell me they don't have some kind of mental issue. Why aren't we talking about this kind of thing? Because again, that kind of subject matter doesn't get clicks. It doesn't get ratings. It doesn't sell magazines, papers, if they even exist as much anymore. But you get my point. That's not selling it. It's not bleeding, so it's not leading. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's why I go back and listen to Don Henley's back in 1982, his Dirty Laundry song, because that's what it was all about. It was about talking heads and pushing the story forward to get the ratings, to get the audience. That's the problem. And this is why this cinema episode is focusing on this kind of thing. Because ladies and gentlemen, this is cynical behavior. And the media is well aware of what it's doing. Let's focus back. Let's kind of go back a little bit to this Gabby Petito situation. And I'm going to start with, again, shout out and thank you to a number of people that did help break this case or at least helped it along because there were people that took video 
the TikTok detectives, as some like to call them. And, and they did. They did help. In fact, here is a headline from the Huffington Post that says the TikTok detectives who claim they helped find Gabby Petito's body. It says here, Petito's, uh, I should go here, that the 22-year-old disappeared in late August during a road trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. He returned home alone and refused to speak to authorities about her whereabouts when she was listed as a missing person on September 11th. He went, went missing too. He soon went missing too. And online detectives took up the case. More than half a billion TikTok users have viewed the hashtag Gabby Petito since her disappearance. Petito's body was then found and later identified in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park area on Tuesday. And the FBI have confirmed that she died by homicide pending a final autopsy. These particular social media accounts are thought to have helped move the investigation along significantly by leading authorities to her body. Now, that is a positive thing. The sooner they find the body, the less decomposition, the more they can figure out exactly how she died. They can rule out accidental. They can rule out all kinds of different things and understand exactly what killed her. Now, there was the one TikToker who claimed she picked up laundry when he was alone. That lady was Miranda Baker, and she posted videos on September 17th explaining that she and her boyfriend had picked up Brian Laundry, the, the suspect in question, while he was hitchhiking on August 29th. They gave him a lift to the Grand Teton National Park, where Petito's body was eventually found, and that Laundry offered $200 for just a 10-mile uh, ride. When Baker told him she was traveling to Jackson Hole, Laundrie urgently asked her to stop so he could get out. He needed to get out there. He became agitated, she said. He seemed like he needed to get out, and he was kind of antsy, and that's when things got weird. She said he was going to say he was going to find someone else to hitchhike, and of course, this helped lead authorities right to where the girl's body was. And then there was the TikToker, who apparently saw Laundrie alone at a place called Spread Creek. And that lady's name is Jessica Schultz, who posted videos online after telling the FBI she had seen a white van, thought to have been the van Laundrie and Petito were driving for their road trip. She said she had seen it near Grand Teton National Park on August 26, a day after Petito's last video call with her mother, believed to be the last confirmed sighting of the 22-year-old, and that she saw Laundrie acting in a strange way. Again, that helped lead authorities to the proper place. And then there were the YouTubers who saw the abandoned van uh, Laundry and Petito were driving and they posted that famous video. They said, we came across a white van that had Florida plates, a small white van. We were going to stop and say hi because we're from Florida too, but the van was completely dark. There was nobody there. So we decided to continue on our way. They claimed the van seemed abandoned when they drove past it. In the footage captured from their GoPro and posted on YouTube, the Bethunes also speculated that they could see a dark shape digging in a field past the trees behind the van. I, I could go on and on about all of this stuff. My, my point being is that they helped, okay? They definitely helped bring authorities closer and finding this girl's body. They didn't find her alive, unfortunately. However, this did help the situation. So I want to go back to what I originally said about Unsolved Mysteries or uh, John Walsh's show, America's Most Wanted. The public can help. But we now have a situation where we have other people that aren't really there to help. The information that these three examples that I gave contributed data that definitely helped in furthering the case and assisting the legal authorities to do so. But then we have a media 
that also wants to create the construct because it gets conversations, it gets people talking. And that is the construct that the officers and the legal authorities are completely inept. And look, let's talk about this real quickly. Yeah, legal authorities in Florida, they drop the fucking ball. Because logic says, and this also goes for the parents, it was very clear, it seemed, now here's what I'm falling into it too right now, you hear me? We don't know the exact facts, but on the surface, the circumstantial evidence tells us that it looks like the parents couldn't bear the fact that their boy possibly did something really bad. And it does look like at the moment that they aided and abetted him in getting away. And look, under circumstantial evidence, in my opinion, the guy is guilty as sin. But we are a democracy. We're supposed to be. And we do have the motto, innocent until proven guilty. Even at this point, he is still a person of interest and not a suspect. So even if they grab him today, they don't really have the power at this point to officially arrest him. They can question him and based upon his answers can go from there. I know what you're thinking. Right away, people want to point at me. Oh, you you support domestic violence. You're supporting this monster. Uh, Typical man, uh, toxic masculinity sexism, all these phrases by the very far left that are created to shut down the dialogue. I am not saying anything of the kind. I've already pretty much stated without sounding like some of these nut jobs online who believe me are going far further. They're, they're reading the entire psychological profile of this guy. I'll give you an example. In one case, the New York Post, uh, they put up photos of Brian Laundrie's bedroom. And they showed a number of things, uh, a painting that could look like uh, it's about, you know, control issues, a Darth Vader mask. Jesus Christ, no, not a Darth Vader mask, a weapon in his room, and it goes on, and some books that are of questionable title and and origin. I want you to understand, if you walked into my home and in my office, I have posters I'm looking at right now that have a number of horrific images on them from my own movies, and I wrote that shit. You could prosecute me easily if something strange happened to anybody in my immediate circle by saying, look at him, look at the stuff, look, we took pictures of his room, look what he's got, images of of Camp Dread uh, with with a, a machete to a girl's throat. We looked on his hard drive and he has all these horrific images from horror and all this other stuff. Yeah, you you could definitely prosecute me in the court of public opinion. There is no doubt you could convict me. No doubt. And there are a lot of you right now that if we looked at what you have as art, what sits on your bookshelf, what's on your Netflix viewing, or most, I'm surprised they haven't called that one up on Brian Laundry yet, or what you have on your hard drives, I think a lot of you would be sitting the fuck down right now and shutting up. However, I again am not supporting Brian Laundry. The circumstantial evidence certainly points to the fact that this guy fucking did it and he needs to be brought in and he needs to be questioned. But the media also focuses on all of that, paints out the picture that the authorities are inept and stupid and therefore this invites more armchair investigators and sleuths that some of them have absolutely no right whatsoever to be investigating this or contributing information. Because remember, every phone call, every email, every social media post steers the authorities away who have the ultimate power in the end to get this guy that steers them away from what could be where they are on the right track. Unless, and again, I'm not 
taking away from the people that have contributed real stuff. So let me go in to give you an example. There's this guy on Twitter and he seems to think it's all about him. And keep in mind, the Petitos are reading this as well too. This is their daughter. Gabby Petito is not America's daughter. How dare anybody say that kind of selfish, narcissistic shit? She is a family's daughter and they're grieving. And this week they got the news that their kid is dead. No, she is not America's daughter and her life is not to be shared with everyone. But we think because they put their lives out there on social media and invited the world to follow them, that somehow they are some type of collective property for the nation. And that is simply not the case. You can follow them. You can enjoy their exploits. However, the fact is, they are not yours. She is a flesh and blood person. And she is someone's daughter. She is someone's granddaughter. She is someone's niece. That's the real issue. And people seem to forget that. So let me get back to this guy uh, from Arizona. And even though he publicly put this stupid shit out there online, I'll avoid him the embarrassment by giving his, his at on Twitter. He said, my theory about the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry uh, doesn't even say case, seems to be completely mistaken. But at some point, I'll try to figure out where I went wrong. Oh, thank you, sir. That's so good of you. Basically, I've been speculating that Brian is a passive avoidant personality with intermittent explosive disorder who unalived himself, unalived himself. In other words, this idiot is trying to say that Brian Laundrie killed himself. You have no fucking information whatsoever on this. You are sitting back with some kind of bullshit that you've learned, whether it's on YouTube or some type of half-assed correspondence course in psychology. Who the hell are you? He goes on to say, tensions escalated between them to the breaking point and in uncontrolled rage, he killed her. At that point, he shut down emotionally and disposed of the body. He drove back home in an almost catatonic state. My God, this guy is good, don't you think? He's got this whole fucking thing wrapped all the way up. He was right there with him. He was right there seeing what's going on. He was barely communicative with his family. His parents are also avoidant personalities who had suspicions, but didn't really want to know the truth. Brian told them something like, we broke up or she left me. She told me to keep the van. She flew home. Don't call her parents. They want no con. So how the hell do you get away with this? This is script writing. This is not analysis. This is not data processing. And it certainly is not even internet sleuthing. This guy goes on for a number of tweets, a total of technically a dozen tweets, really, with this kind of bullshit to the point that usually I don't take the bait on this shit, but I had to. And I just responded back very simply, what kind of winner do you think we're going to have? Because that's what this comes down to. You can sit forever all summer and pontificate. What kind of winter do you think we're going to have? My answer is always, I don't know. Ask me in March. And this is detrimental to an investigation. And most of all, it emboldens other morons to dispense with their half-baked analysis. So someone wrote this as well. The whole country was looking for Gabby. She was America's daughter. I'm so sorry. May she rest in peace. This is 100% virtue signaling. This is somebody 
that is looking to get likes and retweets to show what a wonderful, caring, sympathetic, compassionate, virtuous person they are. You're an asshole, lady. She was not America's daughter. She is the Petito's daughter. We do not get the right to share her. Then another one wrote in all caps, like she's 12 years old. I'm so sorry, double exclamation point. I'm literally crying them with, of course, a crying, the tears pouring out emoji. She united, all in caps united, the world. She inspired the world. A beautiful soul who will never be forgotten. Oh yeah? See about how many people remember Gabby Petito five years from now when the media has moved on to something else. Her life has inspired the world. How? I want justification. Show me the facts of how she united the world. Show me how she inspired the world. How are people right now in Zimbabwe benefiting from the death and disappearance of Gabby Petito? Please know her legacy was left a pl- has left a place in all of our hearts for life. There are no words, another crying emoji. Forever in our hearts, prayer emoji, heart emoji. What are we, fucking 12? And the sad part is, ladies and gentlemen, these two things that I just read to you, folks, they were left on the Petito's Twitter accounts and their website. This is awful. Don't write this shit. Again, what are you, 12? The lady in her, in her icon looks like she has a child and a husband. Grow the fuck up. This is not about you. In another one, a lady wrote something, and fortunately, a number of people were awake enough and put on the sunglasses to respond properly back. And that was, she wrote something like, you know, don't let the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation stop you or anyone else from traveling the country and really seeing the beauty of this country. Myself and my boyfriend, we travel all over. Holy shit, man. I responded simply, it's not about you. And fortunately, a number of other people did respond as well saying, this probably isn't the best time. In fact, I went to screenshot that. And when I went back, that idiot had actually deleted. She, she, I will give her credit. She deleted that original tweet. So that was the smartest thing she did. Another person, this woman wrote, wow, TikTok users examined a video from Gabby Petito and here's a still of Brian Laundrie reading a novel, Annihilation, about four women who go missing days before Gabby Petito went missing. This is dangerous. This is pitchfork and torch mob mentality. I've read Psycho. Does that mean I'm going to kill women? I've read a number of books. I've read Jaws. I, I, I've read Stephen King. Does that, uh-oh, should people be looking at my library now? Am I possibly a future serial killer because I read horror? This is dangerous. He read a book, from what I understand, with Annihilation, it's about aliens. I mean, you, you've got this. See, the problem is this takes on a life of its own. This one writes this, and this is from a verified account. I see a lot of tweets about how police are ineffective because the cops like Gabby Petito and her boyfriend go weeks before she disappeared. And this makes me a little bit uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll make sure the authorities step up their, their work here to make you more comfortable because you're a little on edge. Another wrote, the Petito case has me thinking about the time I called the police for domestic violence. Again, nobody cares. Okay, this isn't about you. 
All right. I understand you want to get your story out. I'm not knocking against the awareness of domestic violence, but this is not the time nor place for this because you're not contributing anything. What really needs to happen is that the media starts talking about this. Another one wrote, this Petito case is getting to me because when I left my abuser, every single person in my life told me to get a restraining order. This again is not about you. And then someone wrote, and I responded to this, do you believe Brian Laundrie went to the Carlton Reserve? Do you believe his parents thought he did? My response was simple. It doesn't matter what I think. Perhaps the one tweet that set me off, and I see this all the time with people online and what they, they want to say because they, they just so want to make sure that they're heard and they, they try to disguise it as if they're really uh, very... Uh, I guess, you know, the virtuous people. So this guy writes, all of Gabby's family want the world to know that Brian is not missing. He is hiding. Gabby is missing. And then he puts a broken heart emoji. The only one speaking the truth in this whole investigation, the Petito family has my full undying support. And then a bunch of hashtags. My response to that was, and, and define undying support. What is your full undying support. So if they end up falling short of money for legal bills, are you going to step up and help pay their legal bills? Are you going to pay for psychiatric care or anything like that that this family might need? Will you pay any of their financial impact that this has caused them? Uh, What exactly is your full undying support other than just posting it online so a bunch of people retweet, hit like, and respond back what a wonderful person you are? And so I did ask that question and the person came back and just said something basically not really any different than what they posted. Said, well, that means they have my support. Go take a nap. Oh boy, you really, you really got me. Hell of a comeback there. And then this one girl writes, I'm not trying to make shit about me, but see, you fucking are, honey. But what happened with Gabby Petito is bringing up the same feelings of when my friend was murdered last year. Go get therapy. Don't get a forum. Go get therapy. If your heart hurts that badly, go talk to a counselor. There is one uh, brush of kind of like logic here. Someone wrote, the Gabby Petito case was a devastating travesty that nobody asked the internet to solve. The FBI had access to her phone signal records and investigated using their tools. There are hundreds of other cases with families begging to raise awareness So the FBI will also use those tools. Not 100% dead spot on. There there are definitely things people could argue. But here's somebody just basically saying, butt out. If you don't have anything worth value, stop talking about you. Stop making it about you, your friend, your heart. You can't sleep. I've been up all night. Stop with that. So someone wrote this. This was on her Instagram. This is a real argument. And I posted the screenshot of this online. Someone wrote, and this is uh, the person on her Instagram. Someone wrote, no, if you watch the video on slow motion, he is digging in the field on the left side of the van. Someone wrote back, that was proven to be false. The police already made that clear. But this person continues to double down and said, It is literally there in the video. They cannot confirm it isn't him. He is nowhere to be found and won't talk to police. So stop spreading lies. How is the person spreading lies when they said that the police have publicly stated 
that the video or what the video proclaims to say or show is false. So this person who doubled down comes back and here's the kicker. She wrote, also, I am an empath. I have called this case since day one. Sit down. I'll tell you what, I wish I had this woman's name. I would say right out, let's go. Solve the case right now. Miss Empath, which is bullshit artist, you might as well be a fucking life coach too or a psychic like Sylvia Brown. No, you sit down, honey, and get off the internet. And then they put this. Someone wrote, social media knew Kylie Jenner was pregnant because of her nails. We will find you, Brian Laundrie, and we will find out what you did to Gabby, police or not, period. And then they put a T, period T. People making it about them. No, there is no we in this, folks. There is absolutely no we. So speaking of that, someone wrote this. I think we need to search somewhere else. Just the thought, hashtag Brian Laundry. No, there is no we. Are you out walking through that swamp? Are you combing the streets? What are you doing? See, this is the problem with the pronouns of fandom. We usually means I. No, there is no I in this. Then this other one writes, I am still up, LOL. What are you, five? One more point the media talks about how the video they made was loving. All I saw were kisses from him, more like pecs. When she fed him food, he looked away quickly. I didn't see true love. I saw manufactured love, a cold fire from him. This is spectator analysis and adds nothing to the constructive dialogue in the apprehension of Brian Laundry or furthering the cause to fight domestic violence against women. This does nothing. And the problem is, is a number of uneducated, ignorant people believe this kind of nonsense and add it to the subterfuge. Someone wrote this. Also, the photo going around of a sighting in Canada is eerily close to his appearance. Maybe the time frames are off and he could have possibly fled to Toronto before Gabby was reported missing. Highly unlikely. But I'm all over the place with this case. Hashtag Brian Laundry. In other words, I don't know shit. I'm just throwing this stupid shit out online so people like my tweet and listen to me and pay attention to me because that's what it comes down to with episode 36, folks. It's all about me. Now, let's go really crazy with this as I wind this podcast down. Let's go really, really nuts with this. And let's say this happened. And I'm not saying it did. So before all of you go, oh my God, he's sticking up for Brian Laundry. Let's talk about this. What if, because everybody else can throw out their stuff. What if this guy and her had an argument? He accidentally pushed her down. He pushed her, he killed her, but it was an accident. And what if he came home and he said, because look, you don't go home. If he did go home, You don't go home unless you're scared. You run back to mommy and daddy who will hopefully fix everything for you. And he just says, I did something bad. I killed her. She died. It was an accident. I need to get out of here. I can't go to the police. I can't go to jail. Parents being the parents that they are, help Sonny Boy out. They cover up just like Mrs. Voorhees or Mrs. Bates, you know, that kind of thing. Norman covering up for his mother, whatever. But what if it really was an accident? What if all the books, the Darth Vader mask, uh, the weapon in the room, 
What if that all means nothing? What if this was a crime of passion? Not saying it makes it right. Not saying it makes it good. I know there's the footage they said where somebody drove by and saw him slapping her. I am making no excuses for domestic violence against women. But what I'm saying is that needs to all come out proven in a court of law, which is why I hope the guy does not kill himself and that he is taken alive. Because the point is, the family needs concrete answers. They need real answers from real experts, from real adepts. They don't need bullshit like she was America's daughter. So we can make up all kinds of stories. What if, and let's just say, what if the guy, the serial killer that killed those two women not far in Moab, what if he killed her and he told Brian, I'll kill you and I know where you live. I followed your social media account. I'll kill you and your family and I'll kill her family. If you say anything, get out of here. I'm not saying that happened, but with all the theories that are going on, such as one woman who posted last night, they're calling in, she's calling in psychics to help out. Well, all I have to say is, is look at the uh, link that I provided in my show notes of Sylvia Brown's bullshit psychic accounts, and especially Sylvia Brown, who uh, told two two sets of parents that their children were dead and they were not, okay? So this is the kind of stuff that is harmful. This is the kind of stuff that when we treat a real murder with real people as entertainment, we have now transformed it into something else. And most of all, we are enabling a media that is out of control. And that goes across the board, whether it's Gabby Petito and the ignorance of other people who have disappeared that need that same kind of spotlight, or if this is about not really focusing on the true dialogue that needs to be had on public and mass shootings, school shootings, the mental health crisis we have in this country without people immediately screaming, you're stigmatizing a group, you're doing this, you're attacking, you're a bully. All of that kind of nonsense talk needs to stop. We need to stop shutting down the conversations. We need to be having really good in-depth ones with fact and stop making our media and most of all, the way we converse into one big talk show, Jerry Springer show, or The View. The cinema for this episode is the media turning death and life into one big reality show that everybody thinks they can participate in. This is deadly. Critical thinking has been thrown out the window. And all you have to do is visit those hashtags, ladies and gentlemen. Just simply go online, whether it's Instagram, whatever, and look at the comments. This is where we are. This is Harrison Smith. Thank you for listening. To all those true crime podcasters out there, focus your attention on the ones that haven't got the spotlight. Brian Laundrie will be found one way or another. It may not be in the time frame everybody wants or demands, but one way or another, he's getting found. There are just too many people looking for him. However, there are a lot right now that no one's looking for them, and parents are waiting for an answer. Loved ones are waiting to hear something. Be part of the solution, not part of the smokescreen and the subterfuge. This is Harrison Smith. Thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you again very soon.